talking about? What we talking about? I can do this all day. What we talking about? What we talking about? What we talking about? I ain't feeling what she's saying. What we talking about? From time to time, every set of brothers argue. You gotta listen in to catch a glimpse here from our view. I finish every debate that I'm in. Gonna start it up in time tomorrow. We run it again. Ain't no stopping us. What we talking about? What we talking about? I can do this all day. What we talking about? What we talking about? What we talking about? I ain't feeling what you're saying. What we talking about? We're back for another episode of the Argon Brothers Podcast. Fellas, how y'all doing today? Man, everything good, big homie. Light and easy. Decent weather outside. Yeah, it's great. That always sounds good, man. So, we're back like the IRS tax season. So, it's good to be in the building. Great. How you doing, man, as well? Yeah, it's actually fairly, it's fairly well. I was, I was out with my mom earlier, man, and we just, uh, we were, we were just running a thousand errands trying to get things done. And she was, she was commenting on how the weather is too. I think she was kind of shocked that the weather is what it is. But you know, this is, this is what it is this season. You know, it's very, very odd season when it comes to the temperature. For sure, for sure. It's good. Yeah, you know, it does. It definitely does. To be sixty degrees today, that's 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 a that's that's a win situation. Oh, okay. so, man, let's let's get to the uh, what we what we here for. We here for to talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, we got a lot going on. This is Super Bowl edition of our of our show today. So let's jump into it right now. Let's talk about man. Like we're gonna get into our thoughts. Maybe get into our feelings. See what's gonna happen. But let's talk about the legacy. What we have when it comes to two of the greatest. Maybe the greatest duo of all time when it comes to tight end and receiver. I mean, tight end and quarterback. Um, Kelsey Mahomes, Mahomes boy. Do you start us off, man? Do you think this may be the greatest duo when it comes to a tandem in pro football history? Ooh, greatest of all time. Ooh, that's 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 real tough. I mean, I I, I think they're in maybe the top five, top ten because you had a lot of great duos out there. You know, like I said, you had uh, Antonio Gaines, Phillip Rivers. You have Gronk and Brady. Um, you have Peyton and Marvin Harrison. You know what I'm saying? You had, um, uh, you just, I mean, you had a lot of great ones out there. And I think for us, them being the best, uh, they in the t- I, I would put them in the top 10 because you had, you know, Marino and Duper and Clayton. I mean, Marino and Duper. You had, you know, uh, Montana, Dwight Clark, you know, you had a uh, Novacek in um, my man from uh, Dallas. So, I mean, you've had a lot of great tight end, tight end and QB duos. I would think, you know, I would put them in the top five with no question right now. Now, if they go on to win the Super Bowl and both of them have a great day, then I think you probably can argue that they might be one of the best. Of all time. Of all time. But overall duo, overall duo, maybe top seven, top seven. 
Correct. Yeah. You had Elway and Shannon Sharp. Keller Winslow, correct, correct. Ooh, that's a great one. I will give them top, definitely. And if they win another I'm giving them top five. But they won two, but they won two already. So who were you? You mentioned you mentioned some of the the, the and we just we just talking about tight ends, but hey, let's let's talk about receivers too. I mean, who? I mean, hell, well, you said you said Shannon Sharp and um, you said Shannon Sharp and Elway. They only got two. Yeah. So like, well, 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 Montana, but Montana, 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 Rice. Well, they got three together. They got only three though. That's only two more. I mean, only one more. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they would have to win. If they were to win, they, that would put them. Because don't Gronk, Gronk and Brady got three together or four? I think Gronk Great only got no. They only got three because Gronk Gronk's first three was Gronk was there for the first three. Was he there? I don't think he was there for the fourth one. I think he was there for the last three. Yeah, so they got, got they the got one four. in Tampa. He got the one in Tampa, and okay. No, nah, he got three together. They got three together. Mm-hmm. So Gronk got Gronk got no Gronk got four. Brady got seven, right? Yeah, Brady, Brady got seven because they got the one in Tampa got and the six four. with the six. So with, got he four. got three without him. Okay. Yeah, so, so he got four. So I mean, I, I still think they're a better combo though. Even though they got four championships, I, 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 if it comes down, if if, if they if Mahomes and Kelsey, if they, they, the Chiefs win, I would put them number one. As far as QB. No, no, QB tight end. Yeah, over Gronk oh, and Brady? Yes. Well, Gronk was unstoppable. And what is Kelsey? So who has the most touchdowns in the playoffs, right? Kelsey has, yeah. I that. So, 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 so like y'all always talk about with me, with, with, with championships and numbers. Yeah, who, I, don't, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know what Ray's talking about. Bro, Ray, Ray, who? who? Yeah. Kelsey is killing. He, 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 he's unstoppable. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Uh, Gronk is unstoppable, too. But I miss but, but, but Gronk. He's number one all time between them two. But, but dog, Gronk can't run the same routes like Kelsey can run the routes. Like, he can, he's a big guy. And he can post up and he run a little simple. But Kelsey can run just by all the routes. And he. How you but I'm just saying, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, give me Kelsey. Give me Kelsey. Not a bad pick, no doubt about it. But yeah, that's a different pick. Like, I definitely got him. I mean, you count the chips, they definitely top five. Like I said, Irvin. Irvin and Eggman. I mean, you got you got me a lot of. I mean, you got I mean, you got a fact in the Steelers, Lance Swan. Yes, but I'm talking. Now I'm just talking about them being tight end QB. Now overall, no, I'm talking about. The, yeah, but I'm talking overall. You still got to fight for them. Yeah, yeah, they're there. Yeah, and you got to. And I think I think with, with with Troy Aikman and and Jay Novacek because everybody knows. Even though Michael Irvin saw a lot of the Jay Novacek really like was that security blanket third and three, third and five. 
He was their secu- security blanket. And he, and, and he kept a lot of drive. If you watch a lot of the Cowboys games, Jay Novacek was hard to cover. And he kept a lot of... But if you but if you watch the games itself, I, I I don't disagree that Irvin and Aikman was the duo. But if you physically watch the game and look at the totality of the game on third and three, third and five, he went to Jay Novacek a lot because he knew no nobody could really cover him. It's just like it's just like no different with Phil Sims and Mark Bavaro. Bavaro was a great tight end back then. With Phil Sims, when they had when they had uh, the little the dude um, the little running back um, Joe Mars and all them, Marvel Robert, they're not in that same class. But I'm just saying they had a good duo together. So it's like you know you got a long run. Like, it's a it's a ton of duos. Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah, Aaron Driver. Like, yo, it was a ton of duos. Bro. You can go back to, to um, the dude used to play with Virginia Tech that played with them. That um that couldn't stay healthy all the time. What's the dude's name that played with uh, Green Bay with um my man with uh not Jennings? They when they won the Super Bowl, oh, he went, he played at Virginia Tech. Received Virginia Tech. I got to think of his name again. But I mean, it, it's a lot of duos out there. I, I think it's hard to put them number one, but I I, I do think they're being the top five all the time. Like you said, there's so many different ones that was cold, dog. Like, you stay in the league, bro. Let's see. I'm trying to think of all, like, Breeze and Jimmy Graham had a nice run. They did. Um, trying to see who else had a nice little run of a few there. Oh, Tony, Gonz- Tony, Tony Gonzalez and Matt Ryan had a good run. Who was, who yeah, but we, so we didn't have any championships, though. They didn't have any championships, though. True. That's not- I, I I still feel like like you got to put Kelsey and you got to put Kelsey and um Mahomes and Mahomes in there, man. I just feel like they they're they're just too lethal of a duo, um and just duo. I don't want to limit them. I'm not even gonna put just tight end quarterback. I'm just gonna talk overall, man. I just think they've just been they put in too much work. Six straight AOC championship games. Yeah, four Super Bowl appearances. <laughs> on going on five, and then you got on with two rings each. I mean, y'all don't like them. <laughs> Personally, I don't like them at all, especially after they, after they picked on the little kicker. But I do will say this. You got to realize that they still have they're, – they're pretty much – I mean, they're up there, man. They're creeping up there between being uh, – in another championship, they're creeped up being, like, number one, man. I don't see who can else can when you put their resume with Super Bowl and their personal accomplishments. Both, mm-hmm. both one of them leading the. I think he's he's lead, he's leading the uh, all tight ends and and, and catches. The other one won the MVP and touchdowns. The other one won the MVP two years in. I mean, two two of the has two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. Is that too as well? What can you really say for them from an individual standpoint, from a stat standpoint? Then you put in everything else. I feel like it's just it's it's it's, it's they're there, you know. And now it's just about who you're gonna compare them against when you put the when you pull the list. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could be that man. It could be Brady or Grunt. I mean, 
But like I said, I don't want limited. I think you can go ahead and get Jerry and um and um Montana. And Montana. I mean, I didn't say you got to compare the records. Well, you come out production wise. And they definitely have been two of the greatest uh, duos, or one of the greatest duos to ever play in 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 the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you got to start comparing. You're not going to compare them against today's uh, times and athletes or accomplishments. You got to start comparing them right now at this point to the former, to the past. Gotcha. That's just, that's the debate now. The debate's no longer just like right here where we're at today. It has to now be like, what can you look? You look at the all-time great duos. That's where they're at. Yeah. In my opinion, no. I, I, I think it's, I think you have. I think what they have accomplished, like you said, individually and where they are today, you you really do have to really like look at. Okay, they got to be somewhere in between that top one and top five, like w- without any question. And and, and like you said, it, it's so many duos out there, and it's so many different brands of how they played the game and how the game is today. I still think believe I still believe that they still could have made those same kind of things back then. Now, as far as like hitting the quarterback and all that, Patty would have took some more punishment like them other guys did. But I, I do think that when you comparing it, they up there, they up there. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's you got to really give them their props, man. I I don't care for them. I don't care for the Chiefs or team or organization at this point. <laughs> but I will. I, I gotta call it what it like I see it, and, and you gotta yeah. put that the greats. All right, let's jump into, like, the game in general. I mean, right now, as we standpoint, San Fran is the favorite, considered to be the favorite going to the game right now as far as the point spread in Vegas and, and, and standpoint. Let's give a question right quick. Like, on this, D starts off again. Should San Fran be the favorite even though KC is the defending champions? Um, I think I think if... if from a top to bottom overall, I think San Francisco has the better team on paper from the standpoint of at the wide receiver core and the running back. I think defensively, I think they're about equal defensively. Outside of, I think the corners and safeties for Kansas City is better than the corners and safeties for 49ers because the 49ers has fallen off from from a top one five defense until they until their secondary fell off at the back end of the season. They dropped to like twenty eighth in the past. So I think from a from an offensive standpoint, I think that would that's the edge for San Francisco from that standpoint. They had, the, the, the wide receivers are better, and and the running back. I think that would that basically for me gives them the edge, even though KC is is defending champs. Have you seen? Like, I can't say that. I think that I think KC has a better secondary. Yeah, you can really compare their linebackers. Their linebackers probably interchangeable. Fred Warner has had a good season, but he didn't have a season he had last year. Um, who? Who came in name KC linebackers? I can. I know they're good. I don't need to name them. I watched them play. They're really good. Exactly. Like, like, whether I don't know what I don't know whether you're. I give you the secondary. The secondary is good too. Yeah, their secondary has played great this year. Their secondary is outplaying San Francisco secondary. Okay, I give you that. 
and the quarterback. But other than that, Frisco got I think has a better O line, a better D line, better receiver, better running back. Like what more can we go on? Well, who is who is okay? You say they have a better D line. Who on San Francisco D line is better than Chris Jones? You can say Bosa. No, he's not. He's not productive as Chris Jones. Yep, yep. He is. He wasn't his past season. He wasn't his past season. Yeah, he might not have the greatest year this year, but no, he should have a better year. You got you got young beside you. Who? You line their resumes up together. You can say Bosa and Chris Jones can be. It's a pick 'em. Anybody would say that. Okay, so 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 outside outside of that, outside of Bosa, who else you got? Solomon is nice. Um, who else down there? Chase, you know, you can't with Chase having a bad year. He's just not really that good. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you don't know nobody else on Casey's line other than Chris Jones, right? But I'm just saying, from mano a mano, I just think overall they got a better group than Casey had, but. Answer the question. I think Frisco should come in as the favorite, a better team. I feel um, both are playing well. Um, yeah, they should be the favorite. I think Frisco should be the favorite. I mean, if you ask me this question, and when I was thinking about it as I wrote this up, I don't, I don't see how. I mean, you have, you always got to factor in Super Bowl experience. Now, San Fran had it, but I don't think they not all those players that they had on that roster two years ago or three years ago are on the same on that team now. They don't have the same quarterback. Uh, they have a they now in the backfield as far as running backs. Yeah, you give them a advantage. CMC um, receivers. The way KC's receivers are playing right now, I can't say they have they have an advantage. They do. It is a clear advantage, but I can say that Francisco receivers have made more plays uh, for their quarterback. I, I mean, once you get past that in the O line, difference is because of Trent Williams, but then. And the fact that I think uh, Casey's our pro center is not going to be playing. Yo, Tony, yeah, he's out. He's not going to be playing this game. Once you get past that factor, man, like it's up in the, it's up on our hands. Casey's defense has shown to be a very stout, sturdy defense, holding the Denver. I mean, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens to only ten points, holding Miami uh, Dolphins to only seven points, holding uh, Buffalo uh, uh, Bills to what twenty four points. That's they good. have they played really well in, in, in great stretches of football. Um. Last time I checked, San Francisco been giving up leads. I mean, the game against we started off with the game against um the Green Bay Packers, which they should have lost because the Green Bay Packers lost, dropped two on uh, six picks. Or let's talk about the game against um Detroit uh, the Lions. Excuse me, Detroit Lions, who also came and jumped on and was up twenty four seven, and probably could have put that game away in the first half if they had some different type of play calling. I I, I feel like. This is the type of game where I can't look at San Francisco. I think they're the favorite, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of blown that they're walking in with a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite because, I mean, there's nothing nothing about them that I see from my eye, from my point of view, that says they're going to be – they should walk in think, as confident as they should be as far as the more talented team. Uh, their secondary gives up a lot of big plays, mm-hmm. a lot of big plays. Uh, they have not been stood just like KC, who's had some time stopping the run. So has them. So has so has uh, uh, San Francisco. So um, when I say team, I'm thinking like, oh, they they're better. Or I think they they may. I think I'm I'm seeing clear cut advantage. This is a pick 'em game. It's really a pick 'em um, game. Yeah, it's a pick 'em game. It's really going to be about who has the best strategy 
Uh, who plays a cleaner game? That's what I see here. I think last time they played against each other, Mahomes struggled and yeah. threw a couple of interceptions. And I think that's what kind of should got them the loss. I think it was a running game and them hitting the back out the backfield. It kind of changed that game. And then Tyreek made a great pass, catch on that one pass that mm-hmm. kind of got the game in their favor. Um, but for the most part, they struggled and, 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 and Jimmy G couldn't make the play that he needed to win the game. Uh, but then you got to factor in the coaching. One coach is, has got to that game and gave up large leads, um, kind of played in that and, and, and stopped being so, so aggressive uh, or been too aggressive at times and lost the game. So I got to put the coaching staff against each other. And Andy Reid, when eventually he got the quarterback he needed to, has been successful. So I can't just say just because of this, this factors out, man. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. You gotta, you gotta put them as, you gotta put them as, as, as the pickup type of game, man. I can't see how in the world they're just the favorite. I don't know. So we'll see this. We'll see, but it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good game. I don't know how much I'm going to be watching it, but it'll be a good one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not that interested. I'm more focused on Usher. Watching us to performance there. Once I have performance, I don't think I'm gonna find something else to do. It's like somebody asked you what you gonna do for Valentine's Day. I'm gonna be at work. Like, what is it like? Hey, Judge Wednesday, what you gonna be doing? Because it's work for me. Like, what is what are you gonna be on? So, like, you gonna be partying up. I'll be, I'm, I'll be, I'll be at my job. <laughs> like, what you, like, what we, what we got going on? Like, so we'll see, man. Next question that we have on the list today, man. If Brock Purdy, who's a seventh-round draft pick, Mr. Irrelevant, if he wins this Super Bowl, does this make them an elite quarterback in the NFL? Does that put finally put him on an elite list where he's no longer just just the game manager, but now a Super Bowl-winning quarterback and an elite quarterback? What would, what would it take for him to get on that list? I'm going to start with you, Ray. If he wins that Super Bowl, what would it take to get on that list, man? So winning the Super Bowl won't be enough? Yeah, I feel the same way. I think he got. I mean, if he do win, I mean, it it it'll give him a a great confidence booster, and to go in and beat a team like Kansas City. But at the end, for me, like 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 Ray said, I think he's gonna he's gonna have to show me take what he's done from this point on and prove that he still can win. You know, after this, you know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, come on now, and and, and I just think that your success from what he does now, because now you're the guy. You're the guy of the San Francisco 49ers. You know what I'm saying? There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You're their quarterback. If you're going to win the championship, you're their quarterback. Can you handle the pressure from here on out? 
of winning a championship? And can you continue to get them to the playoffs? Can you continue to get them to the NFC championship and get them to another Super Bowl? So I, I, I think it's going to take, I think, like Ray said, a couple of more years. I mean, because I mean, like people making an issue of being a game manager, but listen, when you're a game manager, you're not turning the ball over. You're leading your team down the field and scoring and scoring and scoring touchdowns, or you putting them in the position to win games. So being a game manager is not bad. I mean, people making a big di- issue about it, but hell, you're not turning the ball over. You you and you continue to win. So I do think if he does win this championship, I think he's gonna have to win a couple of more. You know, gain a couple more, go a couple of more seasons with winning records and get into the NFC Championship, or maybe even get into another Super Bowl where you can put them in that league category. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, but I don't think this makes him, you know, an elite quarterback because he ends up, he, if he ends up winning the Super Bowl, I think, I think, like you guys said, it's, it's going to be more accolades. I think getting there has been, you know, the recipe of good coaching with good playmaking around him. And I feel like that's still going to be the issue until he gets to that next level, right? So that's going to be really honestly the key for him. What can he do to keep moving forward? If he keeps doing forward, then he has one of those seasons where it's a breakout season. Uh, sort of how Tom Brady eventually did. Start off his game manager the first three years, and then after that, you know, kind of starts exploding and get on his own and work work his way into one of those, you know, key star players, then we can start calling him an elite quarterback. But I think right now, as it is, he's he's just really honestly, he's really managing the team, doing the right things to get them in the right place. And it makes sense. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the fact that, you know, it's gonna take a little bit more of him becoming an elite for us to consider him or the opinions of us to consider him as an elite quarterback. You know, he can think of himself as anything, but I think for everybody else, we still feel like maybe he's not that elite level just yet. Because if you think about it, if you look at the games, he's put them in the hole by turning the ball over. Yeah, yes. So I mean, he's fixed it. He's fixed it in the second half, but in the first half, for them starting off slow, he has thrown picks to put them in those situations on their side of the field, which got them behind. So I mean, that's been, that's been yeah. a lot of issues, and that's been a lot of their issues. So I mean, mm-hmm. when you say game manager. And people are like, oh, he's not a game manager. He's done it. But if you watch the game, he has put them in those positions to yeah, but for the by game. His to get of yeah, but his lack of executing the game plan. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's that's his next step is to understand that you know, you know, when the offense when you when the offense depends on him, right? When the offense is 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 being pushed and driven by him. And the playmaking it goes through him at all costs, not no bubble screen, short screen, short plays, guys running for 10, 20, 30 yards, wide open players when getting when he's when he's just carving the team up and really getting the ball out of his hands and doing all the right things. I think that's at the point we start saying this dude's elite. Yeah. Right now, I mean, I think he's still hit a position where he's working his way up. I, I, I agree with that. What do you guys, next question up, what do you guys think that, what do you think this, a win for Shanahan, what do you think it do for his legacy? It, uh, it, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's going to be huge, right? Because like you said, coming from being an assistant with the Atlanta Falcons, being on that lead in the Super Bowl, right? You always question some of the play calling Shanahan had. You know, he lost the Super Bowl to Kansas City a couple years ago. And you know, mm-hmm. Shanahan as one of those elite coaches. We could 
says he violates one, two, maybe he might be one in some people's eyes. But then you see the coaches that he's producing that's performing at a high level other places. Winning a Super Bowl will definitely cement his legacy, you know, going forward. And he's super young. Like, he still have a, a ton of more years to go. So I think this will help cement his legacy. Um, he's lost on the biggest stage twice. One as a coordinator, one as a head coach. And I think this is his time, and it definitely will help his legacy going forward. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think this will put him not with the greats, but it will it will it will it will transcend him in the right direction. And like you said, you know, the, the Atlanta game, his stubbornness of trying to throw the ball, throw the ball, killed him in that game. I think the the game with 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 the first time against the Chiefs, I think the quarterback Jimmy G missed a lot of missed a lot of open people, missed a lot of reads, and he didn't make the play that he needed to make to get them over the hump that would have won in the game if he, if he could have completed that pass downfield where the guy was wide open, he just overthrew him. So I think this would do a lot for him. And it would say that, you know, it would show that he, he's he been to the bottom. He knows how it feels to lose two Super Bowls, but then comes back and win. And and then on top of that, you beat Andy Reid, who is a first, first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, you beat Mahomes, first ballot Hall of Famer, and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Who right now is just taking the place of the is the face of the NFL? That's big for him. That is real big for him and, and big for the San Francisco organization who hasn't won a championship. See, they've been stuck on what five for the last five, six for the last what twenty years, twenty plus. So, yeah, they've been on six since the uh, late nineties. So, so, so I'm just saying, you, you, you now, now you have you have accomplished what Bill Walsh and all those guys have accomplished, and you were in that category because you brought that trophy back to him. So this would be big. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be. Yeah, I agree with everybody. Man, I think it's just one of those things where he it would be a kind of like a, a mental piece for him. He's always been known as a great offensive mind, but it would be cool to see him, it'll finally see him get that recognition of being like a championship winning coach. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I think everybody think he has the, you know, the, he has the, the assets, he has the, the tools to be successful, but still he has, he's been successful. I mean, the guys, I think he's played in what, three of the last four, NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. I think mean, maybe who was the Super Bowl last year? No, he went. He was in NFC Championship last year. Well, he was in the one before that with the Rams. He's been in. He's been the last four. They've been in four straight NFC Championship games. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think I think just getting that quarterback helps. I'm not saying Shanahan is, you know, is Andy Reid, but Andy Reid had a lot of success in Philly. But it kind of reminds me of Andy was trying to get that monkey off his back, trying to get that first Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think that's where he's at. He's at that point where he still, he still needs to get to that next step. And, and maybe having a quarterback, so how Randy, I mean, Andy uh, found his Mahomes, maybe finding Bert or Purdy, maybe finally gets him to that next step. Mm-hmm. You know, he has, I mean, listen, he's, he's always had the the uh, the tools like we just talked about, right? He's always been a, like a, somebody that everybody respects and highly respects and a great officer of mine. I, but it's just, this has just been the one thing been plaguing him, not winning that big game, not winning that championship. And this is the probably one of, probably one of his best opportunities at this point because um, that team's going to continue to get aging out eventually, right? It just happens when it comes to 
um, NFL teams. You know, it's very rare you see two teams continuously playing this high-level football for so long. Like, eventually, you go to a point where you're going to have a down season or a down year, um, and you're not going to be able to be able to come back with the same level of talent because people just get older. You know, it's a very tough game. Yeah, it's a very tough game. Uh, let's let's dive to the game and some of the impact of the game at this point. Like these thoughts just went off. Like, who do you think is going to be our the most impactful player that's not a quarterback? I would. I, I think the tackles for Kansas City can they can they can they block Bosa? Can they defend? Can they can they can they keep Mahomes off the ground where he don't have to keep running to his right, running to his left? You know, making having to make plays on the run like he did in the Tampa Bay game. You don't want him doing that all game. You know, those two tackles going to have to stand up and fight. They're going to have to chip Bosa. They're going to have to chip Trey Young. I mean, Chase Young. They're going to have to do certain things on the offensive line, especially with Joe Tooney being out. That's a big piece that's missing. So you're going to have to figure out a way to can you run the ball? Can you, you know, get the ball to the back out of the backfield? You know, things like that. Me personally, I think the defense is going to be fine. I just think those two tackles is an important piece because they've been giving them, they've been, they've been, They've been they've been the pieces that been giving Kansas City trouble on offense when Mahomes has been getting rushed and getting sacked a lot. Those has been the two tackles. So if those two tackles come to play like they've been playing against um, Buffalo, they did well. They did well last week against Baltimore with a tough defense. They didn't get too many. They only got one bad penalty on the when it was going in where he hit the dude in the back. He had no. You know, they ain't had no involvement in the play. The dude already passed him to score the touchdown. But if those two tackles come to play and they can give Mahomes time to get that ball downfield, I think it, it, it'll be easy pickings. Yeah, I got one on each side. I got the uh, center for Casey. Uh, you know, a lot of times we don't think the center is very important a lot of times, but he makes all the calls, all the checks for the O-line, shifting this way, shifting that way. Why not take the pressure off Mahomes having to, you know, do all the checks. And then for me, for San Francisco, the secondary. Don't give up the big plays. Take their receivers out the game. Rice, uh, Gatlin, like, if you take away the receivers where Patty only now can focus on checking it down to Pacheco or getting the ball to Kelsey, now you're limiting the game right in front of you. Don't give up big plays. So secondary for Francisco, and I want to say the center, those are two big uh, X factors. I think for when you talking about non quarterback, to me, man, it's it's one hundred percent going to be the receivers for KC. Can they get open against San Fran D defensive backs? That's going to be the most essential thing because they're going to get the ball out pretty quickly because that D line. Can those guys get open? Can those guys get open? Uh, CMC is going to be a huge. Him and Debo are going to be huge in this game. Like, can they break those tackles that they normally break? Can they get those extra yards that they've been getting all season long? Can they? Can those guys have an impact on this game against a chief defense who's been playing well against everybody? Mm-hmm. Like, that is really going to be like, and can Shanahan dial it up? He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to really get in his bag this game. You know, we saw last year that they do have some trouble. I mean, Philly put a lot of pressure on them. Mm-hmm. 
really put a lot of pressure on them. Um, and if it wasn't for that one bad play, man, they could have they could have went a different way. So they could have won that championship. But it's gonna be interesting to see how how they manage this game. Like I mean, but yeah, man, I just need to see what can what can Shanahan do. But CMAS gonna be big. CMAS controlling the clock, running the ball. Uh, you know, really being able to you know run the rock is gonna help them in this game. So it's because it's. I think CMAS and 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 the KC receivers, two of the two 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 most important pieces, right? Two most important pieces. We know they can run the ball, but can they consistently keep running the ball? If they get down, they are still going to stick to the run, mm-hmm. right? Those are two. Uh, all the KC receivers going to be able to get open. We know that San Francisco going to do four down line. They're not going to bring bring a lot of pressure. They may or may not come at Mahomes. Can you get open? Right. Um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge in this game. And I also yeah. think the, the linebacking core for Fred, Greenlaw and Fred Warner, because if Kelsey's getting off and he's getting easy passes, five, ten yards here, and you got to chase him all day, then that means the Pacheco can get out of that flat. Now there's nobody out there. Yeah. So so that's going to play a bit, because that's, that's basically what Detroit did. They spread them out, and they had to cover. They yeah. And, and when you got a cover, now you can run the draws. Now, because you, you know Bosa and Chase Young, they come wide for sacks. Sometimes, now sometimes Bosa going to need every now and then, but they come wide. Right. So now you gonna give you gonna give Mahomes a running lane. And, and, and like you said, though, the biggest key for me, like you said, is the receivers catching the ball and those two tackles. And on the flip side with Frisco, they DBs have to play better. Because if they don't, yeah. you giving and you give Mahomes short fields, short fields, short fields, and y'all back there pulling and grinding, it's gonna be a problem. It's really and, and, problem. yeah, like I said, that's why that's why it's gonna be very important for them to play well. And KC plays receivers play. They've been getting open of late. Yes. Can they continue that? And Scott Can Moore continue that. Scott Moore coming back, even though I think he he's he's been part of the problem too, for far as dropping a lot of passes. And when he went down, that's when you saw Rice ascend. When yeah. he got hurt, and you saw Rice. So now that he's coming back, I really want to see how does Andy Reid make the movement at wide receiver. You see what I'm saying with Scott Moore coming back? He dropped a lot of passes this whole season until he got hurt, and now he's coming mm-hmm. back on IR. So it's going to be real interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that works, man. I agree. I agree. I think. I think. I mean. Yeah, I agree. It, but he's haven't played in a while, so <clears throat> is he going to be able to you know jump right in and be able? This is the most important game of the season. Would you really willing to do that? I thought that with um, I thought Baltimore for me bringing in Mark Andrews kind of threw their rhythm off. Mm-hmm. Right, I think when they had they were going with Likely, I think Likely was playing so well and caused so many matchup problems. I didn't really think that you need to bring Mark Andrews. Maybe maybe let him play, but. Man, keep his keep his snaps down about 10 20 and keep letting likely play the way he was playing because I think he was killing teams. Hey, I got one more too. Eric the enemy. And the only reason I say that is this. Eric the enemy has been breaking down film for this game for Andy Reid. He went to Baltimore to have a talk with them before the game. You can yeah. guarantee. He got some involvement that we might not never know about, but he's involved in this game some kind of way. 
Mm-hmm. From a behind-the-scenes standpoint of film watching, talking to Matt Nagy, talking to uh, uh, big guy, the, the coach, all of that. He's he's got some kind of hand in this. People might not think so, but I really do believe he's been breaking down film, talking to Mahomes, telling him certain things that San Francisco does that he knows about, that he sees from a standpoint. And nobody's not going to give him no credit for it. We know that. Or nobody's not going to talk about it. But I think he has some kind of hand in this game of what they're going to do on offense. We should. Yeah, we played for the Niners, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should have time. He is on the floor, so. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Y'all did that man dirty, man. Man, let me, look, I would say this. I think Bianami made a bad choice in coming to Washington when you know that you got a lame duck coach. Well, I think the coach was one thing, but I think he didn't realize that that I think he didn't realize that the owner was going to sell at that point. True. Right? I think he thought to himself, like, this, the owner was going to, it was going to be a minute. But then the, the owner immediately sold, like, right after that decision to make him the, 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 uh, the uh, AC, um, in the OC. I think at that point he was like, yeah, like, I'm going to go ahead. All the stuff hit the wall. He was ready to sell. I think at that point it was kind of like, dang. And I think he got caught up in that thinking, like, maybe I have a chance to take – because he knew he had a lame duck coach. But I don't think he knew he had a, a, a coach that was going to get fired and the owner was going to leave in 17. Sure. So I think that right there probably caught him off guard. But, yeah, I mean, maybe he thought he would get considered. Uh, but, yeah, it was – at the end of the day, man, it is what it is. <laughs> I just know they did that man dirty when it came to other stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, we," they like gave my opportunity. They did all the extra stuff, and then, and then when they let them go, they, they, they basically they were like, "He said he told me person." I'm like, "Man, you could just told me on the phone. Like, why in the world did you tell me the person that, yeah. that you let me that you not bring me back and you going to get the uh, the OC? I mean, the one of the officer analysts from Kingsbury. You going to get Kingsbury? Come on, man, that's crazy. That's crazy right there. All right, man, let's dive let's more to this game, uh, San Francisco." Offense, can he expose any of the weakness in that chief defense? Ray, start us off there. I would say running game. That would be the attack because, like you said, KC had a great year from a secondary standpoint. Got one all pro at one of the corners. Um, so you know they're going to play well. Uh, Stag always has good solid defenses, but I'm attacking them because if you pass, 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 and Shanahan is kind of Yeah, I'm, I feel the same way. I think that's the biggest weakness is the run game. But knowing knowing Spagnolia, he's going to make the adjustment, I would think, you know, because we're in the big game and you got to make adjustments, you know, in the big game because they made the adjustment against uh, Buffalo. Buffalo is running down their throat and Spags made the adjustment in the second half and Buffalo wasn't running the ball, you know, like they was in the first half. So, like I said, I agree with you. The biggest thing for Frisco is running the ball. If, if Frisco can run the ball – 
and keep Mahomes on the sideline and, and and they don't turn the ball over. Now now it forces Mahomes to have to score. But 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 Frisco can't get field goals. They cannot get field goals. You're gonna have to get touchdowns to, to make this thing right. Yeah, yeah, man, I agree with that. I, man, it's just the one thing I do feel like they, they should win at the receiving core. They should win there. The old line, the receiving core, man, like they should really give that team a problem. Um and that's that's that should be the strength. And I feel like if they do that, they should expose what the chief does, which is not 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 um um not effectively uh, control the run game. And this should be that plan. We're gonna run the ball. We're not gonna we're not aware of we just throw when we need to, turn Purdy to run if he needs to. We're going to run the ball over you. We got to bring your safeties up. We got to bring it and we're gonna let at that point, then we'll let David, uh, was Ayuka, Brandon Ayuka, Juke, whatever his name, Ayuka, Ayuka, Juke. Let him go deep. Let him go and play ball the way he's been playing. Let him run on deep, long routes. Um, um, let, let him operate the way he's operate. We're going we're gonna to dump it down to Debo in the flat. We're going to let Debo run on crossing routes. Uh, we're going to hit our tight end when we need to. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we gonna, but we're gonna run the ball. You're gonna see a lot of C Mac. You're gonna see a lot of second string running back. Um, we're not gonna come out that running game. If they do that, man, I think they can be successful. I think they can win that game. I think if they don't, they try to drop back and let Purdy throw the ball 35 times. They're not gonna expose that defense to what it is, which is they can't control the run game. Yeah, they cannot control the running game. Right, let's have a little fun right here, bro. Like us is performance. What are y'all? What are y'all? Uh, <laughs> Let's dive into that a little bit. Like, what are you looking forward to seeing the most? Man, I need for Usher to be. It just got to be a classic. It got to be a classic Usher event, bro. You know, everybody made that old hype about you know securing what's the name, and you know you didn't have some top performances at at the Super Bowl. But for Usher to come off come off of Vegas, you know, leave Vegas, leave his residency to do the Super Bowl, and you going on tour after this, this got to be a classic Super Bowl joint. He really, he really has to put it down for this right here. Everybody's gonna be watching because once you see this, everybody who didn't go to Vegas, they're going to the Usher concert when he going to tour in August. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, go, yeah. Lord have mercy. I got my ticket. <laughs> DC? What? Do I, why would I go to Baltimore? <laughs> Yeah, nah, man. I go to one. I'm going to one in Capital One. I'm going to right down the street. Everybody go way out to Baltimore to watch that man. He got two nights. He had two nights in Baltimore. Yeah, he got two nights. Yeah, like, I didn't see the second. Yeah, it's literally you talking about in one in DC. Yeah. It's Tuesday, and Wednesday. So like, so Baltimore is Friday, Saturday. So here's the thing: the Baltimore one. I mean, all of them. He only was gonna do one night. He after the sales, the first, the first round of sales, brought the second one. Go ahead, Dio. Sorry, let me cut you off. Yeah, yo, he got he he. Look, bro, he got to put it down, and and I, and I think he gonna make a statement, and everybody gonna go in by the second night after after Super Bowl. I, I think this is gonna be a classic. I want to see like what other artists he's gonna bring out. So we got Mace, 
big time. So I wonder if he's going to just do the whole show solo, or he may bring out one or two people. Uh, but yeah, I still got to do this one because I'm not, I'm not even really all that familiar. I'm still going to do it. No, I, I, I first feel like he got to get it. I'm like, D, because if he don't, people going to be like, well, we should have had Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, that's, that's what they're going to say, man. They're going to go on that Taylor Swift rant. I ain't trying to hear it. Us, you got to bring it, brother. You got to be able to perform. You got to, I mean, you're not going against yourself. You're going against Dr. Dre, who was great. You're mm-hmm. going against, uh, when the rain fell down in Miami, you're going against the Michael Jackson performances, the Beyonce's when the when Beyonce when they have to shut when the West they shut down, uh, they shut down the game in New Orleans because of the power generator, plane power generator, but like allegedly wise, but man, listen, he's got to give it his all because if you don't, they're gonna talk about Taylor Swift even more. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear no more about Taylor Swift. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And, I, and, and what's bad is the NFL is making it worse. Like, the NFL is making people like, look, man. Like, like you keep showing her. And, and like, like in the Baltimore game, she puts the camera away. And I'm just like, yo, you done made your money. Let it ride. Man, and, and, I, and, I, and I like Taylor Swift, by the way. But it's not hate on her. No, it's it ain't hate her. on them. No, it, it ain't Let her. it go. Like, like, let's dude, let, you making your let's money? Let's let it go. Let's let it go, man. Tell you this, what I like her. She cool. She does great stuff. But man, let it go, bro. I am done with the Taylor Swift <laughs> every week, every conversation, like every time. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk to Kelsey and the, and the fade, the Kelsey fade. When everybody be getting fade for years, the guy ain't like, like, like they had like little boosting me out here with them fades. Like, like. <laughs> oh, the Kelsey fade. Well, you know the Boosie to put out the fade. Boosie ain't started no fades, but that alone, Kelsey hasn't. Okay. So. Dude been wearing fades since the nineties. Like, what did he talk about? Early eighties, late eighties. Like, talking about the Kelsey fade. Like, man, Kelsey stop. fade, man. Embarrassing. This way, this way came out in two thousand nine. We've been doing that. So, what are y'all talking about? Like, this is on this man. Like, like, come on, man. They didn't need to stop, bro. They need to embarrassing, stop. man. It literally is one of the most embarrassing situations. So, well, you know, it is what it is. But if we can, if, if San Fran do what they do, Boston supposed to shut it down. We ain't supposed to have this type of conversation. True. We supposed to have, we supposed to been had a conversation about Baltimore and places like Baltimore and Detroit. We been talking about who gonna have the better Gators, who gonna <laughs> have the more pimps in the, in the audience, who gonna be the realest, who gonna be the trillest, like who gonna who. We used to be talking about Eminem and and, and, and who, who's Baltimore's most most famous person, Camelo. We used to have been talking about Melo, Eminem, like all them people at the game. We've been talking about them. We ain't even been talking. We've been talking about the pimps. Yeah, you know the Jay Dilla mixtapes from back. Yeah, in- man, we ain't supposed to be talking about this, man. They ruined it for us. Yeah, they. they so I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing to say. I, I think I think this Super Bowl. Baltimore and Detroit put a damp on people there because they were looking for something different. They were looking for something different. And I think, you know, a lot of people like, damn, man, y'all had a chance. Y'all had the home field. You did. I mean, Detroit, you came out and did what you were supposed to do. Baltimore, you, you, you stunk it up. You froze at the moment that, that, that everybody felt like this was y'all year. You go out to San Francisco, you blast them. You know, you look like, man, look, these boys, like, they ready. They ready. And then you get to the point where you see that man, you know, flying in from Kansas City, and y'all sitting there looking like Willie Lump Lump. 
Buffalo as well. You know, they look like Willie Lump Lump. Like, come on, man. Y'all, y'all, I think they ruined a lot of people Super Bowl. Because if, if if Baltimore and Detroit was there, this is going to be crazy. You know, man, you I got, think it would be a lot more fun. I, mean, I think a lot of people would yeah. have been there more. Yeah. I, mean, I just feel like, you know, like, it just would have been fun to watch those two teams rock against each other. I mean, two of the most blackest hooded cities in the world. <laughs> like, well, I had, like, why? I would love to see that. I mean, how many... I'm trying to see. You got the battle of uh, the pimps and players. Uh, what you know, the the, uh, the crab cake versus the pimps and players. You know, nah, you got a battle. You got a battle of the house music versus. <laughs> a, yeah, that's what it did. It'll be like the house of the, the house versus the two step. You know what I mean? Who got the best shuffle? You know what I mean? Like that would have been amazing. I would. I already would enjoyed it. I just like man. I'm just. That's why I'm not even that excited about the Super Bowl because I really want to see these two different things, man. I want to see the contrast of these two hood-ass cities. Um, <laughs> let's dive into what the NFL Hall of Fame that just went through this past week, this past weekend. I mean, actually, actually a couple of days ago, a day ago. Ray, start your, what was your thoughts on who you thought should have been a part of this list that, you know, just came out? Mm-hmm. Those two really stick out to me. Should have been on this list. And it's hard. Like, when they only got a certain number of spots, and she got the veterans committee, I think we like two. But I think the Hall of Fame should at least maybe cap it at 10. Because every year you're going to have cats that should be first ballot that don't make it. And it should be there, right? I know they'll probably get in the next year, but hell, people, you know, passing away like crazy these days. And you want to give these cats their flowers while they're here. Those two, I think, really stick out to me. Mm. I think Tory Holt and Antonio Gates. Yeah, Holt being another one. Like, he should be. Yeah, Tory, Tory Holt's got the numbers, all of that. I, I just think, me personally, I think they should they should put people in per position. You know what I'm saying? Not just pick. Every every, every position should get nominated for, for it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think cause cause at that point in time, if you got all these athletes, you know, like you said, people dying. Like, like you know what I'm saying? People dying every day, every week. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like you should have every position should now quarterback is real tricky because a lot of them, you know, is not gonna get it. But when you have receivers, you have, you know, O line, D line, D B, stuff like that, I think you can at least put ten people in, man. I, I just really do think you can at least put ten in and keep it moving. Because, I mean, a lot of the guys got the numbers, and they keep getting passed over, keep getting passed over, keep getting passed over. So some people just like, man, forget it. It is what it is. You know, if I get in, if I get in, I don't, I don't. But at this point in time, you know, you got you to gotta find some kind of way to increase who gets in at this point in time. Who would you take off, though? Uh, the dude from Chicago. You talking about Steve McMichael? Yeah, if you were going to put him in, you should have put him in. Dog, Steve McMichael played in the 80s, bro. Dog, but I'm just saying, though, the man dead. The man is dead. His wife had to come out there. But, Ray, you just said just a few minutes ago, you need... Huh? I think he's dead. Yeah, I think he is dead. Because his wife came out there. They put a clip where Richard Dent called him, like she said, he made it to the Hall of Fame. I don't know how... 
I think it, but I think he has. Uh, I think he has ALS. Yeah, yeah, something like that. yeah, I think that's what the issue is. He has ALS, so I think it's one of those things where you have ALS, and, and I mean, you, you know, I think you lose functionality of your body. So, okay. So, okay, so this man been playing in the '80s, bro. He's just now getting in in 2024. Come on, bro. That that joint is ridiculous, bro. Yeah, I think that, he retired in '94. So it's so right here. Ridiculous. He retired in '94. Yo, that, that 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 is ridiculous, bro. This man just now getting in the Hall of Fame. Like, come on, bro. That's damn near twenty years. What is that? Almost thirty years. Who Mecklenburg? Yeah, not was it Mecklenburg? No, I think it's Mecklenburg. I see at what? Wait a minute. But okay, it, regardless, bro. This that's why I said you should go to ten. And it shouldn't take if you go if you know somebody getting in, bro. It shouldn't take you thirty years. And if, if if you think these guys are Hall of Famers, why not have a Hall of Fame like they do? Have a Hall of Fame in the spring, have a Hall of Fame in the fall. In the fall, you have it two de- two separate times where you put different people in, but you do it twice a year instead of doing it once a year. You see what I'm saying? Because if you if you only putting four or five people in, you might well have it twice a year. You should have it twice a year to where you put certain people in. Because a man had to wait 30 years to get his recognition. And if y'all felt he was that good to put him in now, see, you could have put him in years ago. So I, I just think the NFL need to do a better job about that. I mean, I know it's slim pickings of how you want to put people in. But damn, bro, at least do it twice a year then. Don't put a man in when he's dead. Hell, he can't see it. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's not dead. Yes, ALS. So you keep saying. No, no, I'm just saying. in general, that you waiting so long and people die, you can't put them in. I mean, they don't see their, you know, what they what they have accomplished. They see what they accomplished, but they never got into that Hall of Fame. But you, you know, still haven't said who you. You said you would take Steve Matt Michael off the list. Yeah, that's and it. I, and I'll take the other dude uh, from what the, the Broncos. Let me see. Yeah, Randy. Uh, yeah, Gra- it was Grasher. Grasher is his last name. You would take him off. Yes, I would put Tory Holt and I'll put um, Antonio Gates. I mean, but if you look at his stats in your career, two of the seven Pro Bowls, uh, two first team All Team. Would you take him off? Give me that. That's my point. If he okay, look what you just said. He went to seven pro seven pro bowl. He's two, a Broncos all time leading tackler with so, two thousand so, tackles, man. So that's my question. What year did 19, he retire? 19, 19 sacks, twenty interceptions, thirteen fumble recoveries, fourth defensive touchdown. I can't. He was a, he was a defensive player of the year. I would so take him my off. Question. When he retired? In the eighties. So, so that's, that's my point. Why he's not in the Hall of Fame before now? But still, though, I mean, maybe because of the fact that he just haven't been getting selected. But 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 that's my point. You just can't take him off because of the fact that he that he played in the seventies and eighties. What I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, if they felt like if they, if he got stats like that, why the hell he's not in the damn Hall of Fame before now? Thirty some damn years. When you look at his stats, his stats was better than Patrick Willis. That that's my point. So why? So Patrick Willis got in after how many years? What eight years since he's been retired? I mean, well, he got five All Pro honors, seven Pro Bowls, but and, and but he was never a he's never defensive player of the year. That's my point. That's my. But Pat Willis in that short time frame, you can 
probably say he was the best linebacker in, in football from that them two them seven or something years he played. I mean, but he was never played a year in his position though. What about I mean Andre Johnson? So Tory Holt, Tory Andre Johnson was before Tory Holt. Would you would you not would you put Tory Holt over Andre Johnson? No. You wouldn't. No, because when you thought about the Rams, you didn't think Tory Holt as your number one. You thought about Andre Bruce. Andre Bruce. Yeah, Andre Johnson. Yeah, Andre Bruce is in there. Andre, Andre, Bruce, Andre Bruce is in. No, we're not. Andre Bruce is in. He's the, he's the only receiver up the trio that's in there. He is in there. You know who? Andre, who? Andre Bruce. Isaac Bruce. But you, Tori, who was the man on that team? Yeah. Andre Bruce was yeah, the man on no, Torrey Holt was the man on that team. Oh, he was the man. Well, you better right watch the play again. Yes, he was. Oh, if you compare him and Andre Johnson, Andre Johnson was the guy. So was Torrey Holt. Well, we never looked at Torrey Holt as a, a I, Torrey Holt had one of the best rookie seasons. That's what they were saying. How they had Torrey Holt one of the best rookie seasons in the NFL. But you, but you probably, you, and this is a good question, right? I never looked at Torrey Holt as the guy for the Rams. It was always Isaac Bruce for me. Isaac, uh, Torrey Holt was that good secondary guy because he was still younger. But Andre Johnson, clear for he should have been first ballot. Like, dude was a dog. A dog. He was the only, you, ain't, you can't even name a second receiver for Houston when he played. They ain't had Dookie. They you can't had name a second receiver where? Houston when Andre Johnson was when, his, when he was rolling. Like, he was the guy. Like, he was, you could talk, but he was like one of the top, the top receivers in football. I agree, but I'm still I'm still trying to understand. I'm still looking at this list, man. Corey Holt could have went over Devin Hester. I mean, yeah, I get it, but when you all-time great. We talking about production is fast, right? Yeah. And and Tory Holt has a championship. We do. With two Super Bowl visits. I get it. It's tough at that receiver spot, though, man, dog. Because then next year, you think they're gonna put? Corey Holt and Reggie Wayne in together? Nope. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. I don't know, man. I, I'm looking at this list. It can be a lot of holes in there. But you got to, I mean, I can't just pull a guy off. Like, the, the, the old vets you're talking about, those your old players, just can't pull them off because they, they, they retired in the 80s. That's why you got to expand it, like, You got to expand it. Like, them dudes, them dudes been waiting for 30 years. That's crazy. Who? Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Yeah, Larry Allen. He, he ain't getting in. Like, the dude, the dude from Jacksonville, ain't getting in either. Uh, what's the big guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what's the big lineman? What's the big lineman for Jacksonville? Uh, who? But, but he, I don't think he got in. When he get in? Ah. Uh, uh, I think I think one of them has. I think one of them did go in eventually. I think Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli. Yeah, I think he ended up getting in. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I I feel like there's some there it's all gonna be up in the air about somebody. Yeah, it's all gonna be up in the air. All right, man, let's start to Lamar's getting winning his uh second MVP. Let's let's discuss that, man. Like, what was y'all feeling when you saw that he won it? He won his second MVP uh, as of yesterday. Ray started us off on that one. I mean, he had a phenomenal 
talk about that. We're going to talk about the coronavirus. Right? We talked about he needing a, a, a new stamp on his career, his playoff run, a new start. So and I think that's what people are really going to look at overall. But it's, it's definitely a, a great accomplishment winning, you know, for a second uh, MVP so many East times in his career. Yeah, I think, like, like you just said, like for Lamar, people felt like this was their year. This was the year that Baltimore gets over the hump. He takes them to the Super Bowl, get a victory. And and I think that's what it really cemented his, 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 what, he, what he's done and what he's meant to the NFL, but also to Baltimore by having two MVPs and hopefully, you know, winning the Super Bowl. That really would have put him over the top. But like you said, I mean, yeah, you won the MVP, but at the end of the day, dude, it, for, for you, for Lamar, and it's sad that it is, it, it, he, he's going to be he, – he has to win the Super Bowl, period, period. And, and I think the same – and the same thing, just like with Lamar, it should, be, it, it should be said with Josh Allen. Like, those two are, are elite quarterbacks, but, you know, when you can't beat Ric Flair, and Ric Flair steady – you know, Ric Flair went on the road this year – and Pat Mahomes beat, beat, you know, Josh Allen at his house, beat uh, Lamar at his house, and, and, and the crushing blow for Lamar is you had the home field advantage. You had everything going the right direction. Y'all was feeling good. You just came off of beating Frisco. You know, you got everybody going, everybody waiting for this game, and you didn't perform. You didn't perform to the Lamar that everybody felt you should have performed at. And I think for him now, you got to get back next year. You have to find a way to get back next year, whether it's on the road or home again. You got to find a way to get back to that uh, AFC championship. But this time, you got to win it. You have got to win it. I agree, man. I, I feel like it's a damper to it, right? Like, we all see the – I don't know if you've seen the video with, you know, you had a lot of the uh, – with Camelo Davis, congrats, LeBron. You got all these guys uh, – um, uh, Larry Fitzgerald and um, and Peyton Manning, all these guys give you congratulations, but it just didn't feel right. Because it's not only because he lost, it's how he lost. The meltdown, the interception at the end of the game, uh, man, it just felt like it was a great, good, good job. You did a great regular season, but your postseason record is still not what it needs to be to be considered like what those upper echelon quarterbacks are, right? And all you need is a good post postseason run. Get to that Super Bowl and win it, and then everything changes, right? You got two MVPs in the Super Bowl, man. You're basically in the same company as somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It would just change the complexity of how everybody feels about him if he goes and wins the Super Bowl, or even at least get to one. Then right now, I mean, we're just looking at him super talented, great talent, Great quarterback, but can't win that 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 games that gets you to that next level, and I feel like that's just the issue right now. And it's not going to change until he gets it done. Well, he paid man two point oh. Yeah, that, I mean that's basically what Lamar is. He's Peyton Manning two point Like Peyton couldn't he couldn't get a dub in the playoff out of, out of paper bag. Like you have a great regular season, but you fall in in, in 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 the playoff, and and that's what that's what he's going through right now. He's going through that pain and suffering of, dude, you got home field and you're still losing. You know, you go on the road, you're not playing like yourself or you're turning the ball over. It's just, it's just little things that, that is holding them back from getting to 
that elite level. And I, and I think that's where he needs to figure out and the team needs to figure out and, 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 and hopefully get over that hump next year. Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, you're right, man. It's just that, it's just, but it's just, it we're just sitting there waiting for him to get to that next level. And I think that's the issue we have right now with him. Just, man, like, great, great MVP. It's all how LeBron was racking up MVPs but wasn't winning championships. Mm-hmm. Right? It's kind of like, great, you win, you win these MVPs, man. We see, we know you're a great talent. But can you go out and win? Can you take your team to that next level? He's been having really good teams around. This is probably the best receiver core, best defense he's had. I mean, best everything, O-line. So everything was in line for the killer. He just didn't do it. It's just it disappointing for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's where we have with them. But you got any additional thoughts on that? I mean, let's give, like, let's, find, let's have one more discussion point. We all saw what's going on with Chip Kelly. Right? <laughs> Absolute crazy. Like, I've never seen a head coach decide he no longer be a head coach. He wants to be an offensive coordinator. I've never seen that. And this guy interviewed for the commander's job, Raiders, Seahawks, was not offered none of the positions. Um, found the opportunity to house State Buckeyes because their LLC left to take the job at Boston College. What was your thoughts when you heard about him t- basically leaving the UCLA, <laughs> which probably about to leave this program in absolutely disarray, to go take the OC job at Ohio State? Ray started off, man. What was your thoughts, man? When you hear about this, what, what were you? What went through your brain, bro? Man, I think it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But what you just said, though, I, I think Ohio. I think he's wanting to go back to the NFL. I think he wanted to get back in the NFL. So his way of looking at it is, if I leave UCLA, which I thought was crazy, but I think if I leave UCLA, go to Ohio State, be the OC, prove that I can win, because Ohio State don't win all in. Trying to get all the players out of the portal, spending a whole bunch of money. They are all in or trying to win a, a NCAA championship this year. So I think from, from his standpoint, he's looking at it, if I can get them – to the championship and perform as an OC at Ohio State, this might be another way of me getting back into the NFL. I could be wrong. I'm just suggesting that that's what I think he's doing. Trying to get a he's trying to get an OC job back into the NFL. Because why would you leave? Why would you leave UCLA where you the head guy? Even though you didn't get no head coaching job in the NFL, you probably can get an OC job. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just thinking because the dude from Boston College, he left Boston College, and got a. a, a a, a, a job in the NFL with DC, or OC, or whatever. So he's a DC. He's the DC. Yeah. So he left Boston College where he was the head coach and got a job in the NFL. So I'm just thinking from a standpoint, if he can get the offense on track at Ohio State, that'd be a way of getting him aligned back to the NFL. 
You know, I don't. I think it's crazy how he did it. But I mean, it is. But this is different. They're not gonna think anything different of Chip Kelly, whether he's the OC at Ohio State or the head coach at UCLA. It's still Chip Kelly. Yeah, but but I think if he can go win with the talent that he got at Ohio State, which they got out of the portal, because you really don't know who your team's gonna be until August anyway. You you don't know. You don't know what your team's gonna look like. But I think from a, from him from him leaving UCLA and not getting no jobs in the NFL, but taking another path and being an OC, he might not be a head coach in the NFL. He just want to be an OC. I think I think the NIL ran him out. Like, it got to be something, bro. Like, he was going to get fired anyway. Like, a lot of people were trying to fire him last year, and I think if they didn't do well, they're going to fire him this year. Man, it was like that NIL money. That, the whole NIL, situ- NIL situation, the transfer portal, he wants no parts of it. Right, even though he's going to Ohio State to be an OC, he would prefer to be an OC than to run his own company, <laughs> basically, his own organization, because he's done with the boosters and, and the NIL. Because to me, it's no structure to it. I mean, I'm with you. I agree. I would love to hear what his thoughts are. I, I, I want to hear like what like, people got to track him down and figure out like, man, what what made you make this move? And apparently, he had been trying to make this move for a while. Mm. And this is not like I think last year he tried to he he had, he wanted to get, is that a get out of UCLA or get out of uh, just being a head coach because apparently he had interviewed for the Cincinnati job last year. Mm. So like is this a lot going on with this situation? That it, it, apparently he feels a certain type of way, and watching maybe watching Nick Saban, maybe watching some of these other guys leave, made him say, "Man, I gotta go. I can't just be the, the head guy here dealing with these boosters, situations, players, money." And he had enough. And, and I think it's a lot, and, and and that's what I think a lot of these head coaches are probably going to do. They're going to be like, man, I'm tired of this. Or they're going to put a cap on every team of what you can spend in NIL money and keep it moving. I think that would be the best thing. You, each team, you got a million dollars per season. You got a million dollars for NIL. Once you use that, once you cap that NIL money, that's it. It's a done deal. I think that would be the best thing. Because you think it's just a wild, wild rest right now. It, you're doing whatever. But I think if you put a cap, on that money, now if the kid talking about, well, I'm gonna go over here and get five hundred thousand. No, you're not. <laughs> and then, and then that, that will force these kids. Oh, you can transfer. Just know, just know that it ain't gonna be the same kind of money that these other kids that been getting two million dollars, five million dollars. You know, and, 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 and they just they just need to give a cap. Give each team a million dollars. That's the cap per year. There you go. We'll see, man. But it, I, I do feel like that's been an issue. I think the NIL situation is driving a lot of these coaches who have a lot of control over their programs. They're really trying to force them to make different decisions, and they just don't want to make them anymore. Yeah, so good luck at Ohio State. They are loaded. There's no excuse now. Yeah, they ain't got no excuse, right? Listen, Ryan Day doesn't win this year. He won't be there next year. So. Well, I don't. I, this is the thing. I think if you if you do make a move around day, you get him out of there. Like, say you move on, you get a new coach. Uh, you look for a new coach. You're not gonna go in house. You're gonna have to go out house. You gotta go somewhere else and get a coach in there. You're not gonna go and bring in somebody up on the same coaching tree as or even and Ryan Day and Chip Kelly have a relationship. I think Ryan Day had to play for him or coach for him for a few different stints. That's why he ended up bringing him in Ohio State. So I think next. 
if that's the case, let's say Chip Kelly does, you know, say, hey, I want to go for this job. I think at that point, I think you wouldn't be able to do it because of their relationship. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we another another uh, Argent Brothers podcast episode in the books. Uh, this is very quick. This is one of the quickest episodes probably of all time that you ever had. It's pretty good. I like that. I don't know what's been going on. I don't know if Dante, have you been paying attention to this? I don't know what's been going on with Ray's uh, uh, Wi Fi. Is it? Is yeah, it's been bad. It's been shaky. It's been bad all day. Wi-Fi. <laughs> Boy, you got like you, no, you, you, it, you, but you over scratching on a record yeah, right now. Yeah, you been down there. I just like yo, no, I didn't even say anything because I don't think it's right there. It's been awful. Because I can't play. Like, it was crystal clear. Man, you Man, got that. It has been blurry the entire time we've been sitting here. That New Orleans Wi-Fi, man. You got that New Orleans Wi-Fi, man. Man, you about to get two different motives or something, man. I don't know what's going on. Oh man, you got that New Orleans Wi-Fi. That thing been sitting there; it's been absolutely awful the entire time. I didn't want to say nothing to y'all, like you know what? We just gonna keep going, man, because we professionals. But man, it's been it's been absolutely awful. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been terrible, bro. Yeah, man, yeah. Like I don't know because the way you located that in the basement, don't know. But yeah, it's been bad. Yeah, maybe you should put your head on top of us. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I was trying to spotlight when I uh, clipped out that. Okay. We appreciate it, man, because I think you have no choice. I don't think you have a choice, man. That's okay. You know. All right, man. All right, so, man, final thoughts so we can get out of here. D, start us off. Oh, man. Keep pushing. I'm going uh, to talk to Radcliffe today about uh, the thing for the podcast, for the uh, football game, whatever. So I'm going to send him an email and see what he responds back with that. But that's about it, man. Just continue to work. Get this kid doing what he needs to do. So we keep pushing. Likewise, likewise, man. Any prediction before we get up out of here for the Super Bowl? You know, you know I'm rolling with it. I've been right. You know, I've been undefeated for the past couple of weeks. So I got to go. I'm going with my man, Patty. Okay. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be, I think this is maybe the upset of us. I think I got, I got, uh, I got, I got, yeah, I got him. I got him going as well. I got Samson's going in this game. Close one, but I think Samson's going to pull it out. Yeah, you were, you did pick the Chiefs against the Ravens, right? I Ravens, picked the Chiefs against the Ravens, and I picked the Chiefs against Buffalo. Okay, great. You stuck. You stuck one thing. Fantastic. <laughs> Ride with Patty all the way to the end. Okay. Well, final thoughts. We out. That was it. Uh, Ray, get us out of here, man, and we will reconvene next week. Yes, sir. What we talking about? What we talking about?